Yes, sir, 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 yes, sir. No. We are live, and y'all are on, and this is Balls. That's my podcast. Yes, sir. What's the opposite of a ball? The opposite of a ball is a... I don't know, but yes, welcome to Ball Sports Podcast. It's the podcast with balls about balls. All kinds of balls. Grown ass man don't know what the opposite of a ball is. Bitch, you don't ball. know what you know. A frisbee. Yeah. A frisbee is not the opposite <laughs> of a ball. The opposite of a ball would be a line. What? What? I don't know. It just sounded good. All right. Well, we're, well, we're your hosts. I'm Buddha. This is Tags Bay. Mr. Late Night Joe. Late Night Joe coming up. This weekend, stop playing with me. Dylan, Dylan in the building. Fuck you talking about. Ooh. So you saying like 18 different names? Yeah. I didn't even know you had to add it in, bro. When you do that, you had like a like a brainstorm session and made that up? No, nah, I just ate some salt, but you gave me. Oh, very nice. That's 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 really good ingredients for you to make up some new shit. I like it though, bro. Very new shit. Uh, you already know who this is. This nails aka big facts in full effect. Oh god. Cheat. Oh, cheat. That is that. Oh boy. Head that boy. Uh, what's up, y'all boys? Y'all boys good, man. We going good for y'all ugly asses. Yep, episode one thirty. We made it. About thirty. One thirty. That's my favorite time of the day. Why? Lunchtime. Lunch what about I say? Lunchtime. No, nah, bro. Lunchtime for us is like at eleven and some change. <clears throat> That's them jitterbugs. Honestly, I blame lunchtime for everything. This is real talk, man. Mm. That's real well, talk, man. That's how it is, man. What y'all boys? What y'all boys on today, man? What we talking about? Well, I need to get some stuff off my chest. Oh, so are we diving into the world of wrestling? Yeah, because I just got to get... World Wrestling Entertainment. I just, just got to get my anger out the way. Off your chest. And then we can, you know, have a good rest of the pod. You feel me? Good rest so, of the podcast. So, you know, WWE was doing good things. What? I was happy. What? They were moving in the right direction. What? What? But then something happened. What? And that thing that happened. What? Was Vince McMahon. What? All right, that's enough. So, the the issue happened this past Thursday at their Super Showdown pay-per-view in Saudi Arabia. Now, at this pay-per-view, the last time they had it was when The Fiend won the title. And from that moment, I was kind of of the feeling that important things shouldn't happen at the show. Mainly because... For us here in America, the show takes place at 12.30 p.m. on a Thursday. America. So you don't have eyes watching it live like that unless they're watching it at work. You know? So for big important moments, wouldn't it make more sense to do it at a regular pay-per-view where the you can have millions of eyes watching, you know? Um, they did have millions of eyes working, bro. <sighs> 
So yeah, yeah, Saudi bro. Arabia, bro. Let me just give you a rundown of it's millions of, of people, the matches bro. that happened, bro. Don't don't discredit the Sauds, man. Um, bro, it's all about the vibe, bro. So in the pre-show, Anderson and Gallows of the club beat the Viking Raiders. Uh, Boo! They need to stop giving the club all and these goddamn And it was a clean victory, wins. no dirty tactics. It was, they need to stop giving yeah. the club all these goddamn wins. Um, and then to kick off the actual pay-per-view, they had the Twick Trophy Gauntlet match. Ew. You know, they always have to have these random tournaments, every one of these shows, for a random trophy that means nothing. It's the only time you'll ever see it. So, uh, it was a gauntlet match. Started with R-Truth. And um, uh, Bobby Lashley. And R-Truth put on a really good show. He beat Bobby Lashley. And then he went up against Eric Rowan. He beat Eric Rowan. (laughs) And then um, Andrade came out. And... Filegoed his ass. Yeah, Andrade came out and beat him. And then Rey Mysterio came out. Oh, no, sorry. No, no. Andrade came out, and R-Truth beat Andrade as well. So R-Truth beat the first three people in the match. And then the last two were AJ Styles and Rey Mysterio. People love it here. So after after R-Truth beat Andrade, Andrade beat the shit out of him. Like, he was fucked. Like, he got a DDT onto the concrete outside. Like, he, he was over with. So when AJ came out, he basically was just mocking him. AJ was like in the ring popping and locking like he's our truth. That shit was actually kind of funny to watch. Say it was so. So then he beats our truth, and we're waiting for Rey Mysterio to come out. Rey Mysterio's music hits. Nobody comes out. Rey Mysterio's music hits. Nobody comes out. Goes to a camera in the back where Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson are uh, jumping Rey Mysterio. Okay? So now. AJ Styles is in the ring like, oh, declare me the winner. He was the last person in the match. It's over with. Match is done. And they said, okay, well, if the competitor doesn't make it to the ring at the count of 10, then AJ Styles will be the winner. So they start counting. One, two, three, four. And then it goes back to the camera backstage, and you see Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson laid out. Like, they just got their ass whooped. And you see a pair of boots and a trench coat walk by. My nigga. Then the gong hits. Doom. Oh, yeah. And then you get The Undertaker's full entrance, which was cool. Um, he comes in the ring. Their match. The ma- He's part of the match. I guess he's taking Rey Mysterio's spot. Uh, he chokes him to AJ Styles. Pins him. One, two, three. Was Undertaker. it a good choke slam? No. Uh, yeah, AJ did his best, but no. Um, so yeah, so Undertaker won, and like I said on the pod last week, and I will mention now, it's looking like they're going to head towards that handicap match at WrestleMania against uh, Undertaker and uh, Aleister Black, um, because last night on Raw, Aleister was supposed to have a match with AJ Styles, AJ was like, oh, you didn't read the contract, Actually said you have to beat Carl Anderson first, and then you get me. So Alistair beat Carl Anderson. And he's like, no, no, no. The contract actually said you have to beat Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, and then you get me. So then 
he fought Lou Gallows, he beat Lou Gallows, and then all three of them jumped him, beat the shit out of him, like, AJ won, like, they continued to just fuck him up, fuck him up, fuck him up, like, nobody made a save at all, like, they just continually fucked his ass up, so, there's no way that storyline's just done. Oh, yeah, that about the T-Book. Yeah. Did up real quick. So I think that's about, and I'm not mad at that. If you're gonna use the Undertaker, I think we all agreed that it's better to use him. In- As the pay per view went on, um, let's see here. Let's see. Oh, sorry, I lost my place. The New Day lost their tag team titles to the Miz and John Morrison. Ah. Uh-huh. Um, Wasn't the Miz and John Morrison the original tag team together back in the G? Back in the day, yeah. Oh. So they won their titles, and it was announced on SmackDown that at Elimination Chamber pay-per-view this Sunday, it's going to be a, an Elimination Chamber match. With tag teams in it? Tag teams. Woo! So Miz and Morrison versus New Day versus um, the Usos versus Heavy Machinery. Versus um, AOP, bitch. Stop. Lucha House Party versus. That's a lot of fucking teams. Uh, the Revival, I want to say something oh, like that. Of course. Yeah, AOP's on Raw, so they're not oh, gonna yeah, be. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that should be a good match, regardless. So wait, Elimination Chamber is just SmackDown. <clears throat> yes. Um, oh, oh. Well, no, no. It's it's a mixed pay per view, but that match is only SmackDown competitors. Okay. Okay. Um, there's also in that match there's going to be an elimination chamber women's match to see who's going to fight Becky Lynch, but they've already established this Shayna Baszler storyline, so it's like a given Shayna's about to win that match because it's against like Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, uh, uh, what's the fuck, um, Sarah Logan, uh, Oscar, and some other person. So it's like, yeah, Shayna's going to win that match. Um, And for some reason, there was... I don't know if they've dropped ideas for Elimination Chamber matches or or maybe they just haven't announced it yet. But at one point two weeks ago, Sheamus did a promo backstage where he's going to prove his dominance at the Elimination Chamber. So presumably you would think, okay, so that's going to be who fights... You know, for the title at WrestleMania, but no, that's going to be Roman Reigns. He just gets to be the guy for some reason, but we'll get to that. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. And there's also Lacey Evans had said something about being in an elimination chamber, but she's not in the one for Raw, so I don't, I don't know what's going on anymore. I've, How is Lacey Evans doing anyway? She came with some buzz. Is she still like buzzworthy? She's. She's not good. Like, they brought her up too soon. Way too soon. Think so? Yeah, like, she's she's okay in the ring, but, like, her mic skills are trash. And, like, What's her, um, her finisher is, like, women's right or something like that, right? The women's right, yeah. Which is cool. Like, I'm not mad at that. Like, but it's just, like, just her overall, like, she botches a lot during matches because she's just not, like, she's not, like, your Sasha's and Bailey's and Charlotte's where she can just... Go, go, go. Next move, next move. Like, like she fumbles a lot. Mm. So I think, so that's like a big issue. And she's just not great on the mic. And now they have her as a face. 
and she, her character just doesn't fit for a face for me. But I don't know. That's just, the me. Sassy That's just me being picked Southern up. Bell. Yeah. Um. So beyond that, uh, Umberto Carrillo versus Angel Garza. <laughs> no one cares, but that was a good match. Um, Street Profits versus Seth Rollins and Murphy. He's no longer Buddy Murphy. They're just calling him Murphy now. Um, Interesting. They they retained at you know Super Showdown. <laughs> However, last night on Raw they had a rematch and the Street Profits won and they are now the Raw Tag Team Champions. Let's go. So uh, they're defending in a rematch against Rollins and Murphy this Sunday. Uh, so we'll see. I don't know if they're going to win it just to lose it or. We'll see what happens there. Yeah, not sizing niggas. I have a feeling they might win, and that might be where AOP challenges them at WrestleMania. That'll be lit. I could see that. So I'd, I'd be I'd be cool with that. Street Street Profits versus AOP at WrestleMania. That's yeah, a nice match. that way, and you know, give the AOP the win. Fuck it, why not? That's a real nice match. Um, let's see, Mansoor versus Dolph Ziggler. Mansoor, he's like the only uh, WWE superstar from Saudi Arabia, so he yeah, automatically gets put on all these cards. And he gets all like the pyro, like the Undertaker or Roman Reigns would get. Like, they go all out for this dude. Um, That's pretty cool. And then, Rocket, uh, Rocket, Brock Lesnar murdered Ricochet. Uh, the match took less than three minutes. Bitch. It was immediate, like, Ricochet started trying to do a running drop kick and he got swatted away by Brock. You know when you hit the reversal in WWE 2K and like you just move up, sidestep that shit? Mm-hmm. That's exactly yes. what he did. He did that, followed by a bunch of suplexes, F5, and good night. Um, yeah, Ricochet had got zero offense in. Ah, gave you the rookie treatment, Jit. Sit your ass down. But I'm not a fan of that. Um, and then Ricochet on Raw. Had a match for the 24-7 title against Riddick Moss, who's the current champion. And he lost clean to Riddick Moss. Yeah, that's dope. How many Riddick Mo- Moss matches have you guys seen? Zero. Yep. I don't even know who that is, fam. I've never seen that. Yep. Before. Who is that guy, fam? Um, well, a couple weeks ago, he was the uh, bodyguard of Mojo Raleigh. Ooh. Go back to NXT, right. my boy. Who Go the fuck is Mojo NXT. Raleigh, bro? That that's Gronk's best friend, who's in the WWE. Go back to NXT, oh, my boy. Yeah. Go back to NXT. Um. Okay. So that was a thing. Uh. So Ricochet. Don't know what's gonna happen with him as far Go as WrestleMania goes, but NXT, we'll see if his burial continues. Um. King Corbin versus Roman Reigns in a steel cage match. Roman Reigns won. That definitively ended their rivalry. Um, at least for the time being, thank God, because it's gone on for quite a few months. They've had good matches, not going to lie, but it, the program kind of ran its course. No, and people were to up now. Um, I like both of them. You know, Corbin has gotten way better over the past few years. Um, he's just a, you know, a dickhead. Um, Bailey versus Naomi, first women's championship match ever held in Saudi Arabia. Um, Naomi almost had her. But Bailey cheated to win. Yes. So I'm hoping we can get Bailey versus Naomi at WrestleMania. Naomi hasn't had it for like she had it once, did she? She had it one, once, maybe twice. She might have had it twice, but no, once. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was once. Um, 
And then the main event and the most egregious part of this pay-per-view. The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, is no longer Universal Champion. Um, he was beaten, not by a young upstart, not by you know somebody who's been around for a little bit and is waiting for their time to shine. No, 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 no. He got beat by 53-year-old part-timer, and by part-timer I mean one, maybe two matches a year, Bill Goldberg. 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 Okay. What, bro? Goldberg is the greatest wrestler of all time. Dylan, just let me know when you're done. Dylan, you sing that thing, bro. You sing the entrance song of one of the greatest to ever lace it up and step in the squared circle. Alright, so on some real shit, they fucked with Bray Wyatt here. Like, that shit was fucked They definitely fucked Bray Wyatt. He got no offense in in the match. He got the mandible claw in, but it did nothing. And then they like them spears was fine, either. Bro, none of the moves look good. The spears looked trash. The... The jackhammer, which was basically just a suplex, a standard suplex. Yeah, he did standard suplex that And he barely did that. Hold on, wait, time out. Hold on, wait, time out. Let he me barely suplexed that. Un- the unbeatable mandible suplex. claw didn't work on Goldberg. He didn't do it. Not at all. No, he had mandible claw in. Oh. But he was like holding the mandible claw in, and like Goldberg was like yelling at him and pushing it out. Yeah, but that's who Goldberg is. You that's cute. The burial machine. Uh, but yeah, no Sister Abigail, nothing. No offense you whatsoever. Get, you don't get a Sister Abigail. Uh, he took four or five spears and jackhammer, and it was over with. You don't get a Sister Abigail, Goldberg. Um, and Goldberg is the champion. Yes, sir. You know Heading why? to WrestleMania. They gave Goldberg his reparations. Um, that's what I'm talking about. So they've effectively killed. You know, he officially had two times. The Fiend character. I don't know what they do they with WrestleMania. I don't. They not gonna use him no more. You think? No, they're gonna use him, of course. But like his aura, it's gone. What if he goes crazy? What if he needs to stop using the animal claw? He needs to do some crazy shit. I like the animal claw. It's a submission that would suit someone of his stature. I feel you, but it's like because uh, you got to have more than just one. I didn't see boy. He needs to start doing know? crazy shit. Maybe this will be what unleashes it. He but just start doing crazy shit. All of this was done to set up for the next night on SmackDown, where Goldberg comes out being booed by the fans, hated by the fans. He start getting, yes. because he beat the Fiend, obviously, and everybody loves the Fiend, whether they hate him as in the moment because he's being a heel or like it's the Fiend. You know, it's they love the Fiend. Something new. They like it's yeah. something new. And um, so Goldberg's like, folks, like I've said before, it's not about who is last. It's about who's next. Okay. The crowd was like, boo. And then Roman Reigns music hits. Roman comes out, grabs the mic, stares him down and says, I'm next. Drops the mic and walks out. All right. So there's our there's our WrestleMania match and the crowd. I mean, the crowd was eating it up just because they were so mad at Bill Goldberg in the moment. So it worked for WWE in that moment. But if you don't think that Roman Reigns about to win at WrestleMania and get booed, if not at WrestleMania, then on his first SmackDown as champion, like, like you got you another did, thing coming, bro. You like make no change forward. They just keep trying to. You just Vince you, just keeps trying to push this man forward, and he know it would have been. He knew if he would have did it against the feed that it would have been. Oh, he would have got booed out the, the building. Same, but yeah. it's like you think it's about to change. He's gonna get it, get cheered that night, 
and then it's gonna get booed again the next night. It's ridiculous. Oh, he's easily gonna get booed the next night. Absolutely. It's almost like the fans are gonna realize that the WWE tried to pull a jack move here. Right. And here's the thing, and maybe that's why they shouldn't have given the fiend the title in the first place. Because, you know, he's gotta lose it at some point. But damn, if you're gonna have the fiend lose, have them cheat to win or something. Yeah, don't just have give Like don't just have him lose. They just had to lose like he was a sucker for real. Like, that shit makes and no the thing sense. Is, that's what you start to see. Like, maybe it's not even, they're not even doing this on storyline anymore. They're just doing this on the, on the monetary aspect of it. Yeah, it's just a cash grab. Yeah. That's all it is. It that's really absolutely care. all it is. feel about the storyline No anymore. wrestling fans, like hardcore wrestling fans who watch on a weekly basis, nobody wants to see that match at WrestleMania. They're going back to being World Wrestling Federation, not entertainment. You're not entertaining people no more. Yeah, because we know it's going to be a five-minute match. Goldberg can't wrestle longer than five minutes. He can't. That's he physically facts. can't. He never has his entire career. So he's not going longer than five minutes. So you're you're telling me one of your pristine premier titles at WrestleMania is going to be a five-minute match at WrestleMania? It's probably going to be the intro match. I hope so, because <laughs> that way you can get that shit out of the way. Should be oh, you're should upset. Be. I am because it, it's stupid. You have all these guys who are on the road 300 days a year busting their ass and you give it to a guy who's not there. It's bad enough like if John Cena were to get another title reign. At least then I could see it because I know he'll, he'll at least be on the road for a little bit while he's champion. That's just the way he does business. But you have these guys come in who wrestle one or two shows a year and you're giving them a title? Bread. For What? They're bringing you money. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, as as a wrestling fan, that shit pisses me off. Because mm-hmm. you got these heart, these full-timers who are now going to not have a match at WrestleMania. Because maybe they weren't going to have that title shot. But, hey, now that person who should have been in that spot, they have a different match. Which then knocked everybody else down a peg. To where some people are now off the show because you have Goldberg. Or you have... Brock Lesnar. Also, in this case, yeah, Brock yeah. Lesnar. Or you have yeah. also also and, and honestly Brock Lesnar has shown up a little bit more, hasn't he? He's had to, but he his contract's fifteen shows a year. And look, you got the Undertaker guy come in there and get his match. Yeah, like you got to understand, like the contracts these guys are on. Brock Lesnar is on a fifteen show a year contract, fifteen to twenty shows. That's terrible. Where like Undertaker's on like five or six per year. Goldberg's probably on four. But the thing is, they smart with Undertaker because they're not putting him in no crazy matches. To where it's like... They, Absolutely. The only time they fucked The Undertaker is around when he was around the time of his retirement. I don't know whether it's like... That could have been a shot. Because now, sure. now, now that I'm seeing the type of person Vince McMahon is, I could see like... He just took a jab at The Undertaker's career around the right. end of it. No. But like Ever since, they've been putting him in decent matches to where I you agree. could you could have... I could be straight with him being in it. Because, you know, that it's WrestleMania. You want to see the greatest that are still How, able to be in. However, let me also say... I would feel the same way as I do about these other guys... If it was just Undertaker versus AJ Styles at WrestleMania. Me personally, because I'm feeling like, okay, you're taking time. You're taking a 15-minute entrance and another, you know, however many minutes for a match that somebody else could have got. So at least in this case, I'm happy because Aleister Black is getting that shine. Oh, no, yeah. I would definitely, you know definitely wouldn't have wanted to see a Undertaker AJ Styles. Right, no, right, right. So it's like my whole thing is these part-timers. And now also, now you have John Cena enters the mix. And he's going to fight Bray Wyatt, which, on record, I think is going to be a good match. 
And I'm excited for the bill. I feel like they gotta do that too. Because I feel like they overuse a lot. What if Cena actually puts somebody over for once in his career? He should. And I'm I think, oh god, I'm praying. He will. I mean, I feel like they they have no choice now that they didn't shit. Bray needs to Bray and I think and honestly it would kind of be like poetic justice because Bray's first big feud was with John Cena, and John Cena that's when the infamous burial happened to Bray Wyatt. So it would be nice for the favor to be returned here. And I think John Cena, I think John Cena is of a higher ca- character to where he can take that. Now. Yeah, he's okay taking that out. Um, well, I think this is how he up his choice. Well, the way Vince McMahon operates. Well, it might have been in this case. He might have been part of his contract. Like, hey, I'm willing to come back and do this, but I'm doing him the favors. Like, that's my yeah, stipulation. I realize that John Cena this. realizes how his career has been yeah and he gets it especially now where he is how he's transcended wrestling now and is doing all these movies like so, how important it is for these people to get their shine so did so now i know you know like a lot of background history for wrestling mm-hmm. did john cena in fact bury bray wyatt was this a john cena thing there's a lot of talk nobody's gonna know for sure but there's always been like the speculation and talk behind the scenes that Vince McMahon would ask John Cena his opinion before he made his booking decisions. And that's kind of been where it's left. So it's it's one of those things where if that is the case and John Cena is continuously going over, it dev, it certainly seems like the, that may be his decision. You know, if Vince oh. is... That, that's kind of where that's stemming from. But there's That's obviously really interesting. yeah, there's obviously no proof of that. But it's just if it looks like a duck, walks like a duck type situation, you know. Um, but I think it it's seen as in a different mental space now than he probably was back then at his peak and everything. Like he's grown, he's matured, he sees how important it is. So I and think he's been through a whole lot of ish yeah, too in his personal life. Absolutely, absolutely. So, so I think he's, I think he's humbled up a little bit. For sure. I mean, you, it's the same thing with Randy Orton. Randy Orton's not the person he was when he first came to WWE. Like as a person, like I ain't he was lie. genuinely. Or- Go ahead. I was going to say, Randy Orton, I, I was reading about, he's put some people in like crazy predicaments in oh, their career. Oh, absolutely. Too. And he was a genuine dickhead back in the day. But now yeah. he's like, but now he's the type, like he wants to like put people over and like he, he's genuinely wants to work with these younger guys and stuff. Like that's like his shit now. Like he's kind of grown mentally. I think having his daughter and stuff really changed and like, yeah, people just go through different life experiences, bro. And like you just change as a person and you evolve. And I think Cena has. I think he'll do the right thing here. Um, and I am looking forward to that. But in the same token, that's somebody else's spot potentially. I'm looking forward to seeing it. But somebody else's spot. I'm just happy that Triple H doesn't have a match on this card yet. Boy, if he I was about to say, don't don't speak too soon. Your Triple H is gonna get into WrestleMania some way. Some way. Um, but we'll see. But like. I feel like that's the fault of WWE for not spending the last few months putting enough people on yeah. a high and, enough platform. And my favorite feud that I'm looking for right now is a nostalgia act that, you know, Edge and Randy Orton. Like, that's, a, that's another one. But that is a huge moment. That's Edge coming yeah. back, you know? I feel like Vincent, they're not putting on enough young guys that need to be put on their yeah. own, like, major rivalries right now. You know, Vince probably don't want to put all these NXT dudes on, but NXT is that wave right now that needs to be in these rivalries. They're the entertainment. 
WWE, like the guys in Raw and SmackDown aren't, I'm not going to oh. lie to you, they can wrestle, but they're not entertaining. I didn't mention this before. The guys that are on NXT, there are certain superstars there that when they've done their contract renewals, they have stipulated that they will not be moved from NXT. Yeah, I'm saying, but you got to like find... Uh, really? That's tough. Yeah, like your Johnny Gargano's, Tommaso Ciampa's, like those type of guys, like they don't want to go to the quote-unquote main roster because they feel like what they have in NXT is so special. Like they have lightning in a bottle right now and they like have not missed once. Like... They just want to nurture that, and they're like, "Why can't we be as big as them?" Like, like they're like they're like making they that their be. mission. Like, we're not going anywhere. We're not jumping ship because we're gonna make this as big as them, if not bigger. They should be doing that. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Yeah, man. So, which shows Triple H is doing a good thing too. That means these guys are invested in him. Mm-hmm. You know, that's his show. But okay, speaking of what John Cena on a commercial right now, out here. Um, we just need to get some better talent on Ron SmackDown. Facts, facts. That's probably why they gotta get all these older guys to come back. Or use the talent you have that you're really just not giving any time to. Yeah, like where's Cedric Alexander been? Dude's incredible. Bro, what's up with the Velveteen Dream, man? Oh, he's back in NXT now. Bad. Now I'm gonna watch that bit again. Oh, he's been fucking with Roderick Strong, bro. He's been putting Roderick Strong's family, like his wife and kid, like on his tights, like his wife's face right over his crotch and shit, like airbrushed on. That's just great. <laughs> he's not. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so that's it. Um, we'll see how things continue to build, but I'm just disappointed with WWE right now. I understand, Broski. <clears throat> you must be. Run. You did like thirty minutes of rant time, so you know I love it. Yeah, hopefully no more until WrestleMania. <laughs> All right, so we going to NFL or are we talking XFL first? Um, I can give the scores recap for XFL. Dylan's Let's team, Dylan's team out here taking hard L's. That man's team lost to two winless, got spanked <laughs> by two winless teams two weeks in a row. Yeah. Yikes! Yeah, man, it's tough being a defender, boy. It's tough being it's tough being a DC defender. Sure is. All right. So, um, on Saturday, the New York Guardians beat the LA Wildcats in a close one, seventeen fourteen. The St. Louis BattleHawks beat the Seattle Dragons twenty three to sixteen. I really like the BattleHawks too. They have the best uniform. They're scrappy. Opinion. Yeah. Um, on Sunday, the Houston Roughnecks beat the Dallas Renegades 27-20, remaining undefeated. And the Tampa Bay Vipers picked up their first win over the D.C. Defenders 25 to nothing. I need my boy Frank Brown out there to receive him. That's all it is. So currently, uh, number one in the East is the St. Louis Battlehawks at three and one. Number one in the West is the Houston Roughnecks at four and zero. Oh. Um, so, um, this upcoming weekend, the matchups are: this is week five. This is the halfway point in the year. Um, We're gonna turn it around. Yeah, we got the one and three Seattle drag or the one and three Dragons at the four and zero oh Roughnecks. The two and two Guardians at the two and two Renegades, the three and Renegades. one, the three and one Battlehawks at the two and two Defenders, mm. 
And the one and three Vipers at the one and three Wildcats. We coming home though. I'm about to get these boys at work and then we finna coast. Skirt, skirt. You know, I just wanted to say something. I think like the one thing that I noticed this past weekend is you can look at some of these quarterbacks in the XFL and notice like why they are where they are. Like, I, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but even though, like, a lot of these quarterbacks are throwing a lot of touchdowns, they're throwing some crazy interceptions. Oh, like, yeah. And Landry yeah, Jones yeah. had three picks, and Landry Jones threw one pick that was, like, out of control. That man trashed though. Yeah, it's garbage. And then, like, and then Bob Stoops was like, no, like, he was all over him. Like, he I pretty think, much was saying that. I, like, I, th- I, think like, he th- I think he threw six picks in a, in a game when he was in Pittsburgh. Really? I feel like it was against Miami, too, for some reason. Wow. Sorry, that's random, but I just like... <laughs> yeah, I hate Landry Jones. That boy trash, trash. But he yeah, got, he got hurt. He got hurt at the end of their game, though, so he might be out for a He's little bit. He's absolutely and utterly trash. Yeah, man. Like, but, it's, just a lot, it's just a lot of interception, a lot of crazy throws. Like, yo, like, why did you even throw? Like, what did you see? Well, you know, some of these you want to throw that. Some of these guys are trying to pull off these like, oh, thread the needle type plays, hoping that uh, you know the NFL will see and be like, oh yeah, you're not it. Do what they you just can. need, to, yeah, they just need to do their job. That's it, bro. Manage the game, bro. Yeah. Stop doing this. Stop doing this craziness, bro. Like you're out of control. This is exactly why your dumbass ain't the NFL now. Facts. NFL stands for not for losers. Ooh. Ooh, but yeah, I I just wanted to mention that, and I you know I thought I would see more util utilization of the run game. Yeah, I haven't maybe. seen it, <laughs> and it, it that that's a little bothersome. Like they don't use the running game as much as I thought they would. Some teams do though. Some teams are are pretty run heavy. And like, why can't we see no stats? I don't know. ESPN bugging with that with that shit. Like you have to go well, to like the that. Just. Does XFL have stats? Like, do they have the stats on their website? Um, uh, I don't want to lie to you. No, I never want to lie. I don't to you. think they. I don't think they do, bro. I'm gonna keep it a butt with you. It's probably on their app. They probably have an app that has all that Did shit. Did you check? Hell no, dude. I don't think they got any apps. I can't wait to go online right now and take a look at this. Why are you taking a look right that? now? that. Well, you can you can move on and I'll I'll take a look. Uh, I'll do some digging while. All right, so anyway. Oh, they do have stats. <laughs> the app or the website? On the website. Oh, there you go. The passing yard leader is P.J. Walker for Houston with 987 yards. Um, rushing yards. But you see, how many games have they played so four. far? They played four games so far. What's, two, what's 296 divided by four? 296 divided by four? Yeah. I mean, it's like, like seven, 70 something. I think it's in the it's in the seventies, right? That's what I was thinking. I have a calculator. Wait, what was the number? Sorry, it's it's, it's 74, 74, oh, okay. 74. Yeah. So the leading rusher in the league averages seventy four yards per game. Yeah, but a lot of these teams are using two and three running backs. Oh, that's oh, fair. That's true. Tampa Bay definitely got two. Tampa Bay definitely got two in the top three. You're absolutely right. I didn't even notice that. Good call. That's true. Two ninety six plus two thirty one. That's five hundred twenty seven. How many games? Four. Four? Yeah. Oh, yeah, true. They, de- they detached. They de- line is trash. That's not bad. 
The sacks, the sacks leaders, two point five, three picks. They D lineman, three hundred thirty three receiving yards, forty total tackles. I mean, that's not that's not terrible. They D lineman, it's not terrible, bro. Um, the the Houston, yeah, the the Roughnecks team, they lead the yeah. the league in um, turnovers. They have eleven on the year, mm-hmm. and they had it was either five or six of them this week alone, just this past week. Wow. Yeah. There was that because they were played they played uh Landry. Landry Jones. Garbage in Dallas. Of course he'd be in Dallas. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I got for XFL, bro. Alright. I mean, let's talk about NFL real quick. Um, ain't nothing really to discuss. Uh just a couple of moves that have been hitting the rumor wire. Um apparently Yannick Ngakwe, he wants out. They're going to franchise tag him, but it appears that he's going to want out regardless. Yep. Um, they're going to they gonna, they gonna tag and trade. Yeah, and then the Jaguars, their, uh, their team of pension, I mean, their defense, that defense that got him to the AFC Championship is pretty much dismantled. AJ Bouye got traded to the Broncos. Mm-hmm. No Rams. So he's out of there. So, like, there's nobody left pretty much except for... Yeah, they gutted that team. Who's? Yeah, they're, they're starting over. Um, and yeah, because uh, yeah, they're trying. Yeah, you, you said they're trying to move Foles. Yeah. Yeah. So. And so they're it's like they're almost starting from good, scratch. Good luck I with mean, that, by the way, because his contract is huge. <laughs> I mean, it's not even. I mean, it's good luck to all the teams in general. I mean, to that team in general, like, you know, Jacksonville is just a crazy place. Like, people don't want to go there, bro. Yeah. But I mean, I think that clearly shows that there's something wrong in house too, though. Like. Like like in Yannick's thing, he was saying, you know, it was nothing against Duval or the city or anything like that. He was like, my my business here is just done. So like, I feel like there's got to be something going on with the owner. The something team. that we don't know. Yeah, because to see that you know Ramsey wanted out, Yannick wanted out. They had a great deal. We don't know no offense. We don't forever. know Bouye. Bouye might have wanted out, and we just never heard about it. Y'all replaced. That's true. Y'all replaced. Fucking trash man for trash man. Boys been who's digging. trash man and who's trash man? UCF buddy Blake Blake Bortles Blake Trashels for Nick Booty. For I mean Foles isn't a bad quarterback. He's very serviceable. But they don't got time for no serviceable. <laughs> yeah, but I guess it's safe to say that Jacksonville's window is officially closed. Fair. <laughs> and I don't think it's going to be... I think it's going to be a while before they get back to that point. Word. I don't know. I'm excited to see how free agency turns out. I mean, it's two weeks from today. Um, well, no. Sorry. Two weeks in a day. Because two weeks from today is their the tampering period. But, yeah. So, two weeks. Free agency starts. That shit should be good. We'll see who moves, who goes... We'll figure out, you know, how all that shit going. We got we starting to see all these tags. Yeah. So did you guys were you guys ever aware of an exclusive franchise tag? Yes. So um, I think it's a phenomenal idea if used correctly, and I think one perfect example of how it may be used correctly is uh, freaking Dallas Cowboys. Um, they're apparently going to give it to Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. 
which is a really, really good move because it's almost like saying, look, we like you. We just don't trust you. <laughs> and like, I we're going to give you one Dak's, more time. Dak's going to get 33 mil this year with that tag. So He is. He is. But if he doesn't perform, that's going to be the mm-hmm. only year he's going to get it. Um, and I think Save it's fair because... <laughs> Take care of your chickens. Because that, exactly. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, I think what's, what's ultimately going on here is that... Um, you know, they're they're tired of playing like these really good teams, these contenders, and losing. You know, like they played against a depleted Patriots team and couldn't get an offensive touchdown. They played against a depleted Eagles team, couldn't get a touchdown. So they played two teams that literally were taking guys off the practice squad and starting them, and they couldn't get no wins. So it's like, wait, what? Hmm. So I, I can understand that. You know what I mean? I think his record against like playoff teams is four and nine or something ridiculous like that in the past two seasons, three seasons. <laughs> Not good, bro. That's not what you want from your starting quarterback. True. It's just not. But, I mean, he's a good player, and his rookie year was really good. So they're thinking, I guess, because they got a new coach, a new offensive coordinator, they're probably, well, a new coach pretty much. They're like, maybe things will change. Maybe mm. things will change. I don't Only know. Only time will tell. Mm-hmm. Not with Mike McCarthy. I feel like Mike McCarthy about to snap. Mm. And Mike, we trust, fam. Mm. <laughs> no? All right, I bet. Um, so, as y'all know, the rumor wire around Tom Brady has gotten out of control officially. Oh, um, apparently, word on, word on the street is uh, 49ers have inquired about um, getting Tom Brady. I think that's out of control. I think that makes absolutely no sense. Jimmy Garoppolo in his first year at 27 years old um, got the guided the 49ers to a number one seed and to the Super Bowl and for three quarters outperformed Patrick Mahomes and was a deep ball away from being a Super Bowl champion. I don't think they're going to make any kind of moves towards Tom Brady whatsoever. But so, with all this being said, with all this being said, I wanted to ask you guys... Um, just quickly, kind of to put you on the spot a little bit. Off the top mm-hmm. of your head, tell me your top three locations for Tom Brady. All and right, if you want top, to add why, like are, real quick, you can add a why. To, are, are we saying top three locations that we want to see or what that would make bet, more sense for him? Um, I feel like we've said what we wanted to see, no? Probably. I feel like we have. Um, let's say the ones that make sense. I think that'll make for a more intriguing conversation. I think we, we kind of are going to have the same teams that we want to see him at. Yeah. I think it's different from the teams that we think will and, legitimately and we're make saying, those sports. And we're saying uh, New England's not an option. Um, New England can't really be an option because even though it appears that he's gone, I mean, they're still the favorites to land him. Well, yeah, I think he's going to be resigned there. But if, if we're taking New England out of the picture... Okay. Um... I think Tennessee number one makes the most sense. I mean that team is is fully built. You got a beast of a running back. You got receivers. You got O line. You got defense. Like that. That is a solid squad. Um. So that that's a great option. Um, Colts hmm. would be a good option. He'll be protected. He won't get touched. Um, and then 
if the Chargers draft Justin Herbert, I would say he'd be a good fit there to kind of take him under his wing for two years. Yeah, that's that's, that's my three. That shit just to be different. I like. I'm gonna say I'm gonna, I agree with you with the Tennessee though. I feel like Tennessee would be a good place, good defense, good supporting cast around them. Uh, the Bucks. The Bucks. That's yeah. I see him going to the Bucks one time. He have a t- plenty of weapons. They have amazing weapons. I didn't even think about the Bucks. That's a good and one. for what is worth the Bears. Yeah, I see him going to the Bears. You if know, Chicago's like, not all in on Trubisky. It's not like Brady about to be there for another three years. He doesn't mind playing in the cold. You just need to get him to this. You just need to get him to the ship. Word. Get him to the ship, and all them teams have enough weapons and maybe de- and a little bit of defense to where they can. Yeah. If maybe not the Bucks, but if yeah, if he goes to the Bucks, he's putting up. Moss. He's gonna put up. Mike Evans. Yeah, he's gonna put up dumb. Numbers. So it won't matter. Then yeah, two of them. You got him and Godwin over there. So. OJ Howard tight end too. You feel me? So, you know he loves his tight ends. Yeah. But the Titans and um, Chicago, he got defense at least. So, so I feel like um, I think Dylan said a couple of my options. I kind of I feel like at the end of the day, athletes like the mirror effect. They kind of want to go into a situation that's similar. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Tennessee as number one, um, and I, I go I look a little bit beyond team makeup. Um, Tennessee's number one because I mean the GM was a Patriot. Um, the coach right now is a teammate, former teammate. Um, I feel like it'll be a little more lighthearted over there. And to be honest with you, I mean, you can't, I'm not going to say that it's without a shadow of a doubt, but you can make an argument that if that Tennessee Titans team has a quarterback like Tom Brady, they could have potentially made it to the Super Bowl last year. They they could have, they could have done it with, with Tannehill. Like they just fucked up towards the end there. Tom Brady's on that team. Well, I mean, to be honest, to be honest though. I mean, they challenged Tannehill to win them the ball game, and they didn't. They put eight yeah. in the box. They went man to man with a single high safety. Yeah, no, I completely and, agree. Yeah, Tannehill, Tannehill didn't, didn't pull through. But you give the, yeah, you give Tom Brady that same look mm-hmm. that Kansas City had the audacity to show Tannehill. It's pretty much seven on seven football. No, no argument. Um, um, I, I feel like you know there's enough weapons there. I think the wide receivers are phenomenal over there. I think mm-hmm. Corey Davis, who's like their number three would be number one on most teams. Um, he's an absolute beast. Um, their tight ends are really good. Their O-line is really good. And, I mean, you got Derrick Henry, who you can hand the ball off to 25 times a game, so you only need to throw, like, 15, 16, 17 times. So I think it's a perfect look for him. The defense is going to do enough to keep points off the board. So that would be the most ideal area. And it's not too hot, like Miami hot, to where he couldn't perform. And it does get cold in the winter time. So where if you go there, it gives him an advantage. Um, at number two, and again, another thing too, I look at the division. I think the division matters. Um, I don't think, as much as the Bucks is appetizing, I think that the Bucks would be a, like maybe a fourth option, maybe a 3B, primarily because I don't think he would want to see like the Saints twice a year, mm-hmm. even though the Panthers are like the Panthers. What you talking for one more play. year? He ain't trying to see Drew Brees. You tripping, boy? He ain't got nothing else to do. I mean, might as well. I don't think it's just it's not it's not just about Drew Brees though because he doesn't play against Drew Brees. I'm looking at the defenses. 
Falcons was trash, but they were still a good defense. Panthers have a solid defense. Um, the Saints have a really good defense. And uh, who am I missing? I'm missing a team. Them cats. I'm missing a team. Yeah. Did I say the Saints? I said the Saints. Who am I missing? Them cats. Saints, Falcons, Panthers. Oh yeah, so yeah, those those three teams. I mean, they're they're he's gonna see some pretty rough defenses. So maybe, maybe not. Rough. I feel like if he goes to the AFC South, it's like an easier route. It's kind of like the AFC East is a little bit dysfunctional. Um, the Texans have been the most consistent winning team there, which that should say enough. I think the NFC North is appealing because the NFC North, the winter time is is a home field advantage. And I mean, none of those teams are really bought in, with the exception of the Packers. Um, and potentially the Vikings. They're not really bought in on their quarterbacks. So I could see him going to Chicago. And honestly, I can see him going to Detroit. Detroit has weapons. Detroit has a good defense. So, I mean, honestly, and they're not really sold on Matt Stafford like they were anymore. Honestly. So, I mean, those would be my top three. Well, we will see soon enough. Sure will, buddy. <laughs> sure will, buddy. But, um, yeah, man. So, I think that, that might be it for the NFL. I mean, beyond that, everything else has been pretty much handled. Um, so I guess we'll go straight into the NBA, right? Because we ain't got nothing else left. Sounds good to me. All right, bet. So I wanted to make a mention to something. Do you guys remember in the beginning of the year? No. Um, when before the season even started, I told you that it doesn't doesn't really matter to me. Not that it didn't matter, but I just don't see the Milwaukee Bucks winning the NBA title just because I don't have faith in their number two. Mm-hmm. And I just I kept telling you guys about their number twos, number twos, number twos, all that good stuff. Um, I just wanted to make a mention that, you know, your number one guy is going to have a bad game. That's, that's just, it's just going to happen. Um, and when it does happen, that's when your number two needs to step up. Um, I've seen a couple of games where LeBron hasn't had the best game and Anthony Davis has stepped up. Put points up and like he's been good to go. They're a championship contender. I've seen the Heat where, I mean, you could say Jimmy Butler's their best guy, and you've seen multiple guys step up to the plate and get buckets. I think that's I think that's a championship contender. The Celtics, I mean, some people say Kemba Walker's the number one guy, some say um Jason Tatum's the number one guy. But either way, when one has a bad game, the other one steps up. They're a championship contender. You have the Los Angeles Clippers, who a lot of people have as their odds-on favorite. When Kawhi doesn't show up, Paul George has always shown up. And to make matters worse, some people will even argue and tell you that Lou Williams is the number two guy because he always comes off the bench and gives you absolute buckets. So the, the Clippers are absolutely championship contender. Well, yesterday, ladies and gentlemen, yesterday, Giannis Antetokounmpo finally had a whatever game. I don't think 13 points and 15 rebounds with three assists is a whatever game for your average player. But for an MVP and another MVP candidate in Giannis Antetokounmpo, 13 and 15 isn't a good game. And they were playing the Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, it appears that, you know, that would be the perfect opportunity for the number two Chris Middleton to show up, take over, and do what he has to do. Just wanted to make to mention that he had 12 points and seven rebounds. In 28 minutes. I feel like Chris Middleton um, been hurt though, ain't he? Uh, not necessarily. Not necessarily. He hasn't been on the injury report as of recent. 
for him to not ball out. Um, I mean, it's just it just is what it is. I mean, I and, and it's not the first time I've seen him fold in big games where he's been needed. And I like the Bucks, and personally, I like Chris Middleton. I just I don't think that uh, I just want him to prove me wrong. I feel like if we're in a playoff game and Giannis is being double teamed, as he probably will, or they'll slow the game down, as they probably will, or and they'll take three steps back to force him to shoot that jumper, which they definitely will. Um, I mean, Chris Middleton needs to be that guy to to handle the scoring. And I'm going to ask y'all, I mean, I know y'all haven't watched much basketball, but just based off what y'all seen and heard, I mean, y'all putting faith in Chris Middleton to be that number two guy? Yeah, I To be honest, I say yes, bro, because I feel like, yes, they got filleted by the Heat, but I feel like that was one game. Um, I feel like he's having a pretty good season. Okay. Um, I mean, I know that he's been... I know that he was out for a little, not even for a little bit. I know like he took a couple of games off, but they said he had neck soreness. So maybe that plays a part. But I did me personally, just based off what I've seen when I watched Milwaukee firsthand, I'm just I'm not impressed. Not impressed. Even though they're fifty two and nine. Um, but I mean what continue with your reasoning and as he's to aver- why you, he's uh, averaging I mean he's averaging the most points he's ever averaged on the team. He's averaging the most He's pretty much doing career highs everywhere, and okay. he was really good last year. And I feel like, like, like I really stand firm on like I feel like they just had a bad game. I feel like any other game. Okay, so you feel you feel like he's you feel like he's peaking right now. I don't feel like he's peaking. I feel like he's doing actually not. He had, the last ten games he's had has been the best games of the year so far. So I could you could definitely say he's peaking. I think he's averaging like twenty four and eight, but his regular average is like twenty and five or something like that. So he's definitely on the up and up. I feel like the Heat game, you know, you just ran into them dogs that you're definitely okay. going to see, which is why I say that the Heat can make the finals because as much as I feel like they – I feel like they have a solid 1-2, two, two, but I feel like the Heat got a 1-2 and a 3 and a 4 and a 5. I was about to say, I feel like the Heat got a solid 1-2, 3, 4, 5, 6. So I feel like that's, that's the team in the East. Unless the, ball, unless the Celtics get on some ball shit that they should have been on, and Kimber Walker turned into a monster, and Tatum turned into a monster, and Marcus Smart turns the fuck up, and Gordon Hayward. They have... The Celtics are supposed to go to the finals. The Celtics are supposed to go to the finals. If you look at that team in the East right now, it should technically be Celtics Heat Eastern Conference Finals. That would be a fun Eastern Conference Finals. That would be really fun to watch. You feel me? But you got baby LeBron and Giannis that's got to do the best of his ability to be Goku and not let that happen. <laughs> so, but I could definitely see the Heat or the Celtics beating Giannis and Chris Middleton because they have more depth on their team. But I wouldn't really say it's all on Chris Middleton solely because a lot, of, a lot of their issues is the fact that their team, the rest of their team isn't really that great. Okay, I feel that. So what? Um, all right. What about you, Buddha? I echo my colleague's sentiments. Okay, so you feel like Chris Middleton can be that that number two that can lead his team to the finals? Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's good. All right, so I wanted to go through the power rankings real quick. Um, I don't think there's been much changes inside of the top ten. Um, it's the same 10 teams, I believe. 
Um, number 10, you have the Miami Heat. Uh, the Miami Heat are 38 and 22. They turn back um, up. However, over the last nine games, they've been two and seven. For whatever reason, they haven't necessarily been playing their best basketball, so hopefully they get back on it. Um, and mind you, this record and everything reflects from Sunday of this week. So it hasn't included the rest of the victories that they've accumulated or losses or whatever. They turn it back and up. They turn nine, it back up. They're on a three-game win streak. They're back on their grizzly. Okay. Um, they were at they were at number ten last year. They're at number ten this. I mean, last week they're at number ten this week. Um, still staying at number nine. You have the Utah Jazz. Um, the Utah Jazz. They've also been slipping. Um, they've been turning the ball over more. But I mean, they're still shooting the ball well, um, and they're playing a solid defense. So it'll keep them in the top ten. They're at thirty-seven and twenty-two. At number eight, falling down a couple of slots. Um, just because I mean they've been kind of going back and forth. Um, is the Oklahoma City Thunder? They're thirty-seven and twenty-three. Uh, I know that they were playing the Chicago. They were playing the Chicago Bulls and had a twenty-four point lead, and they lost that lead to the Bulls. Not good. Yikes. Falling down four slots. Um, in then this is due to having some a couple of bad losses. They've had a three-game losing streak. Um, is the Toronto Raptors? They fell from number three. They're forty-two and eighteen. Um, and I mean, they, they lost to the Charlotte Hornets in a game that they shouldn't have lost. And, uh, I think that hurt their ranking extremely. At number six, moving up one slot, you have the Denver Nuggets. I mean, I don't see the Nuggets really getting out of that four to seven range. Um, they're kind of in a really funny area, primarily because although they have a deep and versatile roster, it's going to be interesting to see how they play against teams that plan to allow like Nikola Jokic to do his thing and then understand that he's a liability on defense if they keep their lineup small. Um, the Rockets have beat him twice, if I'm not mistaken, um, since switching to the small ball. And like they are, I mean, they're hooping. And pretty much what they're doing is they know Jokic is going to be the guy who's facilitating the offense. So they let him do his thing because they know they're going to get it right back on defense. So. Mm. It's going to be interesting to see. I, th- I think Jokic, as much as he helps on the offensive end, I think teams are starting to figure out, like, all right, bet. Like, if you want to be a guard, then we're just going to put a we're gonna put a smaller guy on you and then see how you do against him on defense. So we'll see what happens. Number five, jumping up three spots, um, especially now that they have their full squad back. They've won four straight games. The Los Angeles Clippers at 41 and 19. I will say this much. Um, they definitely have chemistry issues, but when they're rolling, the Clippers are a scary team. But that is a scary team. They were they were playing against the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. And I want to say in the third quarter, to end the third going into the fourth, they went on like a 29-8 and eight run or something crazy like that. It might have been less than eight points for the 76ers. It was, it was ridiculous. It looked amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, at number four, staying at number four, you have the Boston Celtics, who, I mean, essentially are like the Rockets of the East. They play small ball. They don't necessarily have a huge big that takes up the lane. The big is somebody who can handle the ball, shoot the basketball. And on most teams would be a four. Um, I mean, they're, they're playing really, really good basketball. Um, they are 41 and 18. 
And um, to be honest with you, the scariest part about all of this, they have, you have Kemba Walker, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward, and Jason Tatum. That's like their best small ball lineup as far as numbers is concerned, right? They've only been available for 14 of the Celtics' 59 games, and they've played 15 total minutes together, I believe, since the All-Star game. Or maybe, yeah, since the All-Star game. So they haven't really played much together. They're playing great tonight. Yeah, yeah, they are. They're balling. Um, The Houston Rockets have jumped up to number three. That small ball lineup is out of control. Since they've traded Clint Capella, they've went 10-2. and two. Ten and two. Uh, I, I think uh, Westbrook is playing the best basketball he has in maybe his whole career. Shooting less threes, more jumpers in the lane. Uh, he's clogging up the lane a little bit more. You know he's physical. You know he's going to out-athleticize you every game. So that's what he's doing. He has open space to move how he wants to. And, I mean, they're doing the same pick-and-roll plays that they were doing with Capella, except they're doing it with Westbrook. Fuck them niggas. Which is... Which is I think that's beautiful. Like to well, see Harden do pick and roll with Russell Westbrook, that's crazy. And it's hit. scary. Um, Los Angeles Lakers are at number two. Um, I think they'll stay at number two, honestly. Um, I, I just feel like that's a team that literally is dependent on LeBron James. When LeBron James is out on the court, they're they're easily arguably the best team in the league. Whenever he takes a seat though. It's not a good look. Um, at number one, still at number one, is the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, they're playing the best total basketball of any team in the league, so naturally, they'll be at number one. And uh, that's that's it for uh, power rankings for the NBA. Bet. Yes, sir. So, um, is there anything else that we need to cover before anything? Don't think so. There it is. So... We are at Underrated Bars of Fame, and we decided to make this month ludicrous month. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot, Buddha, and I, and I really wanted to because I, I didn't want to talk to you about this before we got on air. Okay. Um, it's going to be... I know like Ludacris is one of your favorite artists, mm-hmm. so I think it would be a disservice for you to not pick the first song that we're going to do. But I, I want to put you on the spot because okay. I want you to... It's got to be an underrated bar oh, of I, fame. Though. I got you. Okay, what you got? It's, it's my favorite Ludacris song. It is okay. Freaky Things, Ludacris, Twista, Jagged Edge. All right, so this song is about to be disgusting. It is off the Chicken and Beer album. Chicken and Beer, wow. That's that was a good album great though. Great album. That oh. that and that and word of mouth. Oh, which one is better? Mm, I like chicken and beer better personally. I don't know none of these All albums. Right. I probably know the songs in them bitches. Release Therapy was a good album. He's got a lot of good albums. I don't know none of that. All right, here we go. Underrated Bars of Fame, Freaky Things by Ludacris, featuring Jagged Edge and Twista. Uh-huh. And Phase on Love on the intro. And outro. And outro. It's 2 a.m. in the morning, and it's uh, light showers, and you're probably hooking up with that girl that's been two-waying you all week. Wow, two-waying you? Wow. Yep, that's old, Bill. <laughs> Her baby daddy's out of town, so uh, you can fuck around 
It's okay to check in that Motel 6, $59.95, not to send more for that dirty ass hoe, yeah. <laughs> Stop oh by that convenience God. store and pick up them rubbers. Magnum, I hope. This is phase on love, and uh, I love hoes. I just don't pay them. Bitch. Cut up. No be like that. Get that cut up. Freaky things. We be bout them. Get that cut up. Ooh, ooh <laughs> cut up. Freaky things. We be bout them. I'm kind of hoping that maybe you want to kick it in the... LAC. LAC. So later on, we'll be rolling. Mm -hmm. Drop tops, I'm hitting your hot spots. I'm top notch. Mine is never listen, but I told him. When I catch you at the game running game at the AUC. Those of y'all who don't know what the AUC is, it's the Atlanta University Consortium. That's where uh, all the students from uh, Clark Atlanta, Morehouse, and Spelman meet up. It used to also be Morris Brown, but you know Morris Brown has been closed down because they don't have accreditation. <laughs> so the consortium has a library and has a student center. So like all four students use that area and that location. Because, you know, like back in the day, and kind of still is two, you can take classes in either one of those schools as a student of one of those four schools. Professor! Throw that out there. <clears throat> Let's continue on. <laughs> then later on, we be boning. Fat cats, I'm ready to tap that, so back that. No wonder why you waking up swollen. <laughs> I'm feeling you, Luda, smoking my Buddha, coochie recruiter, coming at the fatty in a platinum caddy, so back it up fast. Hit it in an hour and a half, watch the spectacular splash on the back and leave it dripping down the crack of her ass. Call me Mr. McGillicuddy chasing booty soft as a silly putty. Killer for money, still a thug, get bump. From slow poking to locomotion, hitting bunnies for threesomes, get your buddy. When I'm feeling scummy, I love to cut. Thick, thick skin so butter soft, I'm ripping the buttons off your blouse. Smell the aroma of a dangalang king ludicrous when I'm up in your house. Check the ratio of men to women and women to men when I'm down south. Hot fellatio, hot jalapenos, hollow while they're in your mouth. So we love that cut up. No, we like that. Get that cut up. Freaky things. We be about them. Get that cut up. Oh, cut up. Freaky things. We be about them. Hey, listen, I'm snapping right now. Keep going, Jit. Now I got the feeling we can cut the hell out of each other. And I hope we be the same thing, freaks. We can get the matches going, eat-er, eat-er, handling business while I bang-bang, skeet, wash the dick off and kick off another session again. I can break them off in the shower, kitchen floor, or the outdoors. The pieces from the east is the shit, and the flesh in the west is the best. But Twister love them Chicago and South Hoes. Come up out your negligee. Freak them on a regular day. Come six times, but it's seven a day. Little Chris in the back of your Chevrolet. Ah, ah, what's my name? So magical, I come and touch the game. You motherfuckers ready lust to game. Nothing but hating and a look of disgust. Always a must. Stay adrenaline rush, wondering why they don't be busting the same. I'm clutching my thing, stuffing it in, stroking it down, beat the stuff up. Uh-uh, shorty, don't run from it. She give me the booty, I'm breaking it off. I can tell her style by the way that she walks. Fatty flicking like it was doves on it. Peep how this player got skills, get him out the gate, or high heels, pulling rubbers and switches about your Prada bag. Want a smoke draw? I got a bag. Take a proper drag for I tap it. I love the chicks that got a lot of ass, so we love that cut, 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 cut up. <laughs> no, we like that, get that cut up. 
Freaky things, we be about them. Get that cut up. Ooh, <laughs> cut up. Freaky things, we be about them. Bubble, bubble, bubbles is in the bathtub, making you stutter from the body bubbles and the back rubs. It's killing me thinking about the bottles that pop. The models are swallowing, wallowing. Wait, what? The models that swallow wilding up in my pillow stand strapped up. Okay. If it tickles in the middle from Mr. Pickles, you try to escape, so give me the rope, you get wrapped up. Rudy Tootie, so fruity and fresh and fresh and fruity, your duties to figure that booty's getting slapped up. I ain't gonna lie to you. That boy spit. I'm trying, I'm trying to tell you, bro. <laughs> I love them chicks that be thick as a loaf of bread. Long as I can still grab her legs and push them by her head. How I dip up it, how I dip up in it, we can make a video. But I got the radio bumping jagged edge by the bed. When you want to get up with your cutty buddy, come on and dip off through the hideout with twists. But after we do what we gonna do, get your purse and get together because now you guys are right out, man. Oh, Chris, can you do it again? That's what they asking me. Hit skins causing catastrophes. Get pinned by me and my family. Sip gin fulfilling your fantasies. I'm your condition. I'm wishing you'll take a licking and keep on ticking from thicker thighs. Finger licking, never get sick and tired. Just take a look in her eyes and you can tell that she's a figure five. So we love that cut up. <laughs> no, we like that. Get that cut up. Freaky things, we be about them. Get that cut up. Ooh. Bitch. Cut up. Freaky things, we be about them. Cut up. Getting brains in the range. We love to cut up because we like them freaky things. I like when you let me try anything because, girl, I ain't got nothing but time. Let it get a little cut up, girl. Cut up getting brains in the range. We love to cut up because we like them freaky things. I like when you let me try anything because, girl, I ain't got nothing but time. Let it get a little cut up. I come from the eighth planet in the 19th galaxy. This is the outro, by the way. Phase on that Where the royal penis is clean, your majesty. Can it be Sheila E., Apollonia, Vanity, all mad at me? I'm the prince dick of insanity. I'm good loving, body rocking, knocking boots all night long. We not stopping. I don't care if the kids watching. I started like motherfucking coffee and brown sugar. Girls them sugar. World class lover, Karma Sutra. Porter music producer. Tyler Wacker is a hard hard stormtrooper with a purple helmet made for crushing pink cookies. Goonie Goo Goo, we cut Bigfoots and Wookies and fat women because they need love too. So go on, big girl. What you gonna do? Just not good, bro. <clears throat> Freaky Things. Ludicrous. Featuring Jagged Edge and Twister. Song produced by Bangladesh. Bangladesh. Yes, sir. Love that song. Good choice. Dylan, you on next week, huh? Uh, uh, uh. Um, so I mean <laughs> See, I get those references now. <laughs> now that I'm watching Dragon Ball, I get those references because there's a lot of Hey, I ain't gonna lie to you. I ain't gonna lie to you. You snapped. It's impossible for his power to have reached such a level. <laughs> How in the world did he accomplish this in such a short time? I've been training for weeks. He's, he's like, right you shut your dumb ass up and fight. His energy, I can feel it. It's so strong, Goku. <laughs> that was very bad. 
You know what be saying mad sus shit sometimes? Krillin. Krillin be saying some mad sus shit sometimes on the low. Fair. That's that's actually a fair that's a fair statement. It's very true. Like bro, I you, just you, off you, topic, completely off topic. Since I did all this off since I did all this Dragon Ball Z stuff, my dog is like all in my face. He must like Dragon Ball Z. You like Dragon Ball Z? Well, I'm not on I'm not on Z yet. I'm still Dragon Balling. Huh? Still oh, Dragon Balling. You like Dragon you like Dragon Ball, Congo? Huh, buddy? Let's go, Dragon Ball. Let's go, Dragon Ball. Oh, right. one of the better theme songs. Agreed. In the series. Dragon Ball Z had so many. The one that I remember is the one from Tsunami. Yeah, I have no idea. Dragon Ball Z. Last time on Dragon Ball Z. I easily could be the Dragon Ball Z guy. No bull. Probably not. What the hell? That sounded immaculate. Are you serious right now? Well, considering I've never seen Dragon Ball Z, I really couldn't tell you. All right. Well, next time you should give it a chance. And when you hear it, you're going to be like, oh, snap. Nels was absolutely right because I am. All right. All right, bet. (laughs) Now tell them where they can reach us on email. Ballsportspodcast at gmail.com. What about on Instagram? Balls underscore sports underscore podcast. And what about on Twitter? Balls underscore podcast. All right. So, I mean, unless we got anything else left to say, like, we're done here, right? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, we are done, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, for the 130th Done. For the 130th time. Listen, we appreciate y'all for vibing with us. Y'all could have been listening to any other sports podcast in the world, but you're not. You're listening to us, and we really appreciate that. All right? Just keep listening to us, and we're going to keep giving you some bomb-ass material to vibe out to. With that being said, we out of here. Yeah, bye, host. You did You did You did You did I'm a little scallywags.